What's up, everyone? We are live. BW Sports for Quantum Inspirations. And I have a special guest here for you for a couple of minutes. This is James. How old are you, James? Six. This is my six-year-old boy, James Charles Clark. He is an amazing, amazing hockey player. But what I want to tell you about is something very significant that he said to me this morning that lit me up, excited me to an extent that I cannot even explain to you. It just warmed my heart. Do you remember what you said this morning, James? Mm -hmm. Look at the camera. Look, the camera's right there. Can you tell them what you said to me this morning? Say it loud. That I um was, I said, I'm going to have a good day in my head. And I was saying it over and over again. And I had a good day at school. Oh my gosh, it sounds so insignificant, but it's so significant. You can stay with me if you want, or you can play. Play. Okay, be careful. Okay, so what does that mean? Like, how, why is that so powerful? Why did that excite me so much? I am always talking to my kids, sharing with my kids about this mindset work because kids are like sponges. They are soaking in every single thing that they are hearing us say and that they are seeing us do. So I'm always telling James, think about what you want. Think about the things that you desire, the circumstances that you want, the win that you want, the goal that you want. And the more you think about that and the less you think about screwing it up or missing the goal, you're more likely to draw it into you because you're more likely to see it. Your brain is more likely to allow you to experience it because this is neuroscience. This is real stuff. Like there's real proof behind this. This is not just woo-woo BS anymore. We're not just making this stuff up. There is actual scientific proof behind it. And so when he got in the car today and said that to me without being prompted, I didn't say what were your thoughts today. I didn't ask him that question. I said, did you have a good day? And he said, yes, because I told myself over and over again this morning, I was going to have a good day. You know what? We didn't have the best morning. He's back in school now, physically going to school Monday through Thursday, home on Fridays. And I know I'm not the only one who was going through this back and forth with the virtual schooling. And our kids are highly affected by this. So we need to be having these conversations with our kids. Because even though we can't control the outside world completely, we can control our reaction to it. And so we have control over our immediate space. We can't control when they're going to go to school, how they're going to go to school, if they're going to wear a mask, but we can teach them how to cope with these things internally so that they make the best of the situation and so that every loss is a win. 
right? So that every loss is a win because it's not really about a loss or about a win or about a mistake or about a triumph. It's about how you handle that. And so I really want to talk tonight about in particular, you know, what is going on with our kids right now? Like our kids are experiencing something right now that no one, no generation has ever experienced in the recent future. You know, this pandemic that's going on and whatever else it's covered in and whatever else agenda is hidden within it, which we probably will never fully know, but you can't dwell on that shit. Because that's the kind of stuff that takes you into the rabbit hole of negativity, right? You don't roll over. You don't just be a sheeple. But to some extent, you have to adapt. You have to adapt so that you remain in a space of high vibration and happiness so that you keep allowing good things to come into your experience. So my kids, I'd love to know what's going on with your kids in the comments. Tell me what's going on with your kids. I've got a 14-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old. My 14-year-old is in school 50% of the time. My 9-year-old is home 100% of the time because she said, F the mask, I'm not wearing it. And then my 6-year-old, James, who I just introduced you to, is at school Monday through Thursday. So everybody's doing something different. And so what does this give us? This allows us an opportunity to grow or an opportunity to get really freaking stressed out. It's all about how you handle the situation. So this morning when we woke up, the kids stayed up too late. I'm having a hard time getting these kids to go to sleep at a reasonable hour because they're used to getting up, doing their nine o'clock Zoom and like taking a nap. <laughs> we can't do that anymore. We can't do that anymore. So now we're trying to readjust our schedule, right? Get them in bed at a decent hour. It's not easy, but you got to go with the flow. So we get up in the morning. Everybody's kind of grumpy. Get everybody fed. Walk out the door. I'm taking James to school. And, um, you know, on the way to school, he was kind of in a bad mood. I was kind of in a bad mood. But we both took the opportunity to reframe to reset, to get into a better space and to love each other, hug each other and send each other off to have a good day. And that's exactly what happened. And then when you get your kids into a space where they are proactively thinking that they're going to have a good day, setting themselves up for a positive experience. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful, beautiful space to be in. And so where can that, where can they take that? They take that into every single avenue of their lives. And so back to like the importance of where are kids right now? I want to take this specifically into the sports realm. You know, my kids, they're going to school and they're really staying home. We're not doing a lot of extracurricular activities. We may go out to eat every once in a while, but we're just not doing it as much, not out of fear, but just because we have gotten to this habit of staying home more because of being on like lockdown for so long, right? And not being able to go enjoy those things. So we adapted to a new normal. Their outlet is sports. James and Nadia both play hockey. And then um, Nadia and Sophia both do horseback riding. And that's their outlet. Like that is their saving grace right now is getting out and riding horses and hitting the ice, playing ice hockey. So there is no better time 
than now to help your kids tap in to the lessons of sports right now. And then to take those experiences and apply them throughout their life. And so this is a habit that I really, really like to establish with my kids. I try to be very intentional about this is um, when something good happens within that sport, within that game or within that show, when it happens and they come out of that experience, they come off of the ice or in some way are communicating with me right after or throughout that experience. I love to teach them to tap into the feeling. I ask them, how did that feel? You know, James, he gets a goal. How did that feel? I want you to think about how that felt and feel that feeling and hold on to that feeling. Because not only within sports, but within life, we will only experience that which is on the same emotional level that we are currently sitting in. And I say this a lot, but I will keep saying it over and over and over again because it is so important to remember. And the more we talk about it, the more we apply it, the more we learn about it, the easier it is for us to grasp and to take control of the power of our mind and really apply this in our lives. And so let's say, for instance, my girls, if one of the girls wins a ribbon, they come out of that arena and I ask them, how do you feel? How do you feel? And then you start a conversation about it. What's up, Damon? Then you start a conversation about it. And in the conversation, it, this feeling grows and grows and grows. And so what's happening is you're elevating your frequency even higher and higher and higher. And then all of the good things in life that only happen when you're sitting in that frequency are being drawn to you via the law of attraction. Like attracts unto like. You're always drawing in experiences that are on the same frequency as that experience, as that feeling. And so what frequency do we want to hang out in? Like we want to hang out up here as much as possible. So you really have to be intentional about it. You really have to be intentional about it. And so what happens within your brain? When you have a negative experience within a sport, when you miss that basket or when you strike out, you have a tendency to hold on to these things. And so I'm going to apply it from my perspective. As a kid in high school, I was into show choir and theater. And I remember having a really negative experience with a teacher of mine, really negative experience with my choir teacher. And that is the memory that stands out to me most. And that sucks. <laughs> so, but it is our natural reaction. It is our, our attempt to stay safe. We're always like, it's a maladaptive thing. Okay. Like we're always attempting to stay safe. And so when we make a mistake, we hold on to that. And then we go, when we go to have that experience again, unless we have control over our mind, unless we really are intentional about what we're thinking, we have a tendency to think about that last shot that we missed instead of the 10 that we made the game before or the 10 minutes before, right? And that's our attempt to stay safe. We prepare for the worst case scenario. 
but we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that in sports and we don't want to do that in life for practical purposes. Yes. Like have a savings account. Okay. Right. Have something to fall back on, like be practical about this, but it's when you spiral, it's when you go into that. What if mode all the time? And that is where most people are. Did you know that most people think the same thoughts 90% of the time throughout the day? All you're doing is rerunning a script over and over and over in your brain. And so what is that script? Think about it. What did you think about most today? Did you have mostly positive thoughts or mostly negative thoughts? And I wobble like I I'm very intentional, but I have my days. We're all human, right? I have my days where I do think about the negative, not more than the positive because I've trained my brain, but where I'll dip. But the question is, how long are you going to allow yourself to stay in that space? Because it is beneficial to um, look at it and to examine it, but it's not beneficial to stay in that space. Because then instead of building positive neuro, neuro, neuronal connections, pathways in your brain, you're reaffirming the old ways and reestablishing the old patterns. And so um, when we say a statement like losing is winning, it's all about perspective. It's all about how are you viewing the experience? Are you failing forward? Are you taking imperfect action? Are you leaping through your fear even though your monkey mind is telling you not to do it because you need to stay safe? Are you leaping through your fears and taking chances? Are you going to work your way to that championship game or help your kid work their way to that championship game by thinking about all of the mistakes or by thinking about all of the positives? Like you you work on what you need work, right? Like if you have no problem with your layups, but you kind of suck at three pointers. My best advice to you is to go shoot 50 layups. Do what you're good at over and over and over again. Tap into that feeling of really doing something that you're good at. Really tap into that feeling of success and then go do your three point shots. Because you're much more likely to perfect that practice, to make that shot, if you operate from a space of feeling really good about what you did, than if you're beating yourself up about the shot that you missed. And, you know, losing is always an opportunity to look at our thought patterns, look at what we're focused on. There's always room for improvement. It's all about the lens. And so I want to tell you, this is a little bit off topic, but it's not really because it's all connected. Sports are life. Life are sports. These lessons that we learn can be applied anywhere in our lives, whether it's our job, whether it's our relationship, um, anything. You can apply it to anything. So I had some wobble today. I was struggling, um, kind of went into this like scarcity mindset where I was thinking about all the things I needed to do and needed to take care of and was not focused on 
everything I had accomplished in the day. I, you know, if, have you ever sat down and make a made a done list instead of a to-do list? Because <laughs> it feels really good to re, it's very important to reflect on the things that you have accomplished before you go trying to do new stuff because you're just in a better space and you're going to draw opportunity and possibility and joy to you in that way. And that's what I should have done, but I didn't. So I was struggling a little bit this morning. But again, how long are you going to allow yourself to sit in that space? And I was like, all right, I need to regroup here. I need to go do something physical, get exhilarated, get those happy chemicals flowing throughout my brain. And so I took a run. I took a run and I started like tapping into nature, looking around at what was going on with me, being really present in the moment. And I started having these beautiful experiences with nature and I felt I was feeling better. Like I felt my vibration actively rising, just running, just moving my body and being out in nature. And it felt really, really good. And it did put me in a much better space. So then I came inside and I was taking a shower and it made me think of the experience I had with my other shower. I had a I had a clog. My my tub got clogged and I was really frustrated about it. I was like, damn it, now something else to take care of, right? So I was forced to take a shower in my other shower, which is a stand-up shower, and it's glass, but it has the most beautiful view. It's upstairs and it has the most beautiful view of the tree, of the treetops. And so now every time I take a shower, I have the opportunity to look at this amazing view. And I'll never even take a shower in that old, in that shower that has no windows, dingy, beat up. <laughs> I'll never even go there. But it took me getting annoyed and getting a clog and a difficult experience to realize that what I had over here was better. And so then another great metaphor is I'm standing in the shower and I keep having to wipe the glass to see the view, right? So the temperature inside of the shower was warmer than outside. So it was fogging up and I'm wiping and I'm looking and I'm wiping and I'm looking. And then I'm thinking, okay, this is a great metaphor for how we have to tend to the lens with which we're looking at the world, the lens with which we are teaching our children to look at the world through. You've got to clean that damn thing off. <laughs> You've got to take the time, to give it attention. And so how do we do that? I love positive affirmations. Do you ever talk to yourself and tell yourself how fucking amazing you are? I love to tell myself how amazing I am. I used to struggle with that. I used to think I was like being conceited or it just didn't feel right to affirm myself. And that is something that is taught to us in society. We are taught that we should only take affirmation from the world outside of us. And that is a terrible, terrible, terrible place to be. You don't want to depend on the outside world to affirm you because then that's what it becomes about. If you can affirm yourself, the outside world will respond. Again, this is the law of attraction. This is quantum physics. This is science. This shit is proven. Affirm yourself. Everything around you will start affirming you. But when you when you depend on the outside world, like a win, like to win the championship, to get the trophy, to win the blue ribbon, when you depend on that to define what is in here, 
if that crumbles, what are you left with? Nothing. You're left with nothing. So why not have it all? Why not have both? Start talking to yourself and telling yourself how awesome you are. Start telling your kids to talk to themselves and tell themselves how often they are. Awesome. Can't talk. Awesome they are. When they have a big win, when they score that winning shot, when they do something absolutely amazing on the field, on the court, on the ice, affirm them over and over and over again. Tell them to tap into the feeling, but then remind them to affirm themselves because you don't want them to depend on your affirmation to know how awesome they are. You want that to be, be something that comes from within. So this is the power of the mind. Nadia, do you have something you want to say? Come here. Here, can Come here. You want to say hello? This is Nadia. Hi. Oh, I'm backwards. She... <laughs> she is, how old are you? Nine. She is nine. I almost said ten. And what sports do you play? Hockey, horseback riding, and um, if once COVID over, cheer. Cheer. Okay. So right now she is doing hockey and horseback riding. So something that I'm sharing with everyone is the feeling, how it's really important to tap into the feeling. And I, I remember specifically when you had the last horse show, that last horse show that you were in. Yes. Do you remember when you were on the horse and you came out and you had just completed your run and you did really good? You went through your course and did your jumps beautifully. Do you remember I asked you, how do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel? And how did you feel? Do you remember how you felt? Yeah, it's really fun. I was kind of freaking out, though, because I was on a lazy horse, so it was kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It felt really good. Because that was my first course ever to do, and it was really fun. Okay. So why did I ask you that? Why did I ask you, how do you feel? Because it's not about um, how you did. It's about how you feel. Not okay. And so can you think back right now to how you felt then? Can you tap into that feeling? Like close your eyes, visualize being on that lazy horse. <laughs> can you see it? Mm -hmm. Are you there? Yeah. Do you remember how that felt? It was really cool because it, you could just feel the wind blowing in your face, and that's really fun. Okay. Tell me some of the feelings that you had. Really happy, scared at the same time. Okay. And so I just felt really like it's almost like refreshing just to get on like a horse and just canter through something. Okay. So you felt exhilarated? Mm -hmm. So what was going on in your brain? Do you know what was going on in your brain? Chemically. It was like a lot of things. It was like, this oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I was like, oh, don't miss the jump. So you had At a, the same time. Yeah. So what was happening is you had a lot of happy chemicals circulating throughout your brain. You had all of this, these neurons firing, excited neurons firing. And so what was happening is not only were you tapping into that positive experience, but you were drawing in other positive experiences around you. And so do you remember when you got off the horse, did you feel good about the world around you? Yeah. Did it? Did the people around you feel good? Do you have fun afterwards? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, good. Okay. So I just thought that was important to share. So all of these things, I mean, you would be amazed at the things that your kids can comprehend and latch onto. Kids are amazing at visualization. If you have a kid who is about to go into a game that is nervous because they didn't do so hot the last game, one of the best things that you can do for them is teach them to visualize, teach them to close their eyes and go back to their most exhilarating moment within that sport or any sport and to literally see themselves in that space that they were in and to really feel it and say, how do you feel? Kids are so, so good at that. Kids' brains are so pliable and moldable, and they create these connections so much more quickly than our old brains do. And then we start bouncing off of each other. We start learning from each other. And not only am I teaching my kids, but they're teaching me. So it's really a lovely experience. Is there anything else you want to share, Nadia? Not really. Not really? You love sports, don't you? Yeah. 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 So do you feel like sports are really one of your great outlets right now because we're still kind of in the midst of everything that's going on with COVID? Yeah, because I really can't do a lot. But whenever I like have a sport going on, it's really like you actually get to get out of the house and you have to you get to do something that's really fun yeah. and something that you like. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing. I appreciate it. Okay, so um, final thoughts here. Um, you know, keep in mind, it's like, what do you say? What do you say? Think about what you say to your kids if they are struggling, whether it's at a game or in life in general. Like, what are you saying to them? How are you leading them? Are you refocusing them, especially with teenagers? This is what I find with Sophia is that when she comes to me with a problem, she's very dramatic about it. And it's like either I can like spiral down with her or I can kind of help her pivot and see the positive in the situation. And that takes a lot of control. That takes a very strong mindset. And then so what am I teaching her? I'm teaching her how to reframe. I'm teaching her how to look at the positive in any situation. I'm teaching her to find the win in any loss. Right? So I encourage you to be very intentional about the things that you're saying around your kids and the things that you're saying to your kids. And because we are literally leaving an imprint on the genes of our children. What you are teaching your kids now, you are leaving a legacy. They are going to pass down to their kids and their kids and their kids. So I like to really be intentional about what I say to my kids because I am crushing old stories right now. You know, think about all the old stories that your parents told you that don't really hold true because my parents, well-meaning, awesome, amazing parents, didn't really know the, the power of the mind. They said a lot of things to me that were imprinted on me, like the belief in massive scarcity in the world, that there's not enough, that we only have enough to get by, that there's no way to really move up in life in any way. And, and they didn't say these things to me, but it was the energy that I was feeling. They would say it in roundabout ways, telling me things like money doesn't grow on trees or we're broke right now. Like really think about the things that you're saying to your kids and the way that you're phrasing these things because you are imprinting them for the rest of their lives, their children, 
their children's children, their children's children's children. So let's think about the legacy we're, we're um, leaving and really tap into higher ways of thinking, tap into a higher frequency, because the more where we are there, the more they will be there because they are modeling our behavior. All right, I hope you guys have a great night. I hope you feel really uplifted from that. I would love some suggestions, like what do you wanna know about? I want this to be about you. This is totally a give and take. We are learning from each other, we are healing with each other, and we are rewriting our legacy actively right now, just having this conversation. We are raising the vibration of the collective humanity and we are all one baby. So that's what it's all about. Hope you guys have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And I will be back next week. I love you guys so, so much.